Warning, the Underground Marketing Show contains adult language, adult content, and a policy against expensive and ineffective advertising. Listener discretion is advised. Now, here he is, author of Crazy Cheap Marketing, and the only gutsy expert who says, stop advertising and get busy marketing, or get busy dying, Andy Curry. I am back. Welcome to today's episode. Let's talk about why my dinner costs more than I spend on advertising, yet I make tons. Yes. Shortly after I was married to a woman who brought two kids to the marriage, I became the manager of our family business, as you likely know. I wanted to make more money because I had no money after paying bills at the end of the month. You've heard the old expression, there's a lot more month at the end of my paycheck. That was me. You'd have thought that I came up with that saying. Plus, secretly, I wanted the respect of fellow business owners in town, and, and being the boss's kid made it seem like I didn't earn my way through anything. At least that was the perception I thought people had. Plus, being bullied a lot when I was a kid stifled my confidence, and I thought being a manager would make that a lot better. I, th I thought maybe that would help me come around and just build my confidence. So when I finally began that position, I quickly discovered it was not as easy as it seemed. But I was sure I could advertise better than the manager before me. I mean, his promos didn't really ever seem to overwhelm the business with customers. Yet, when I advertised, I found myself doing what he did because I just didn't know any better. I didn't know what else to do. I watched what he did and I did that. And when you copy something mediocre, guess what you get? Mediocre results. I was trying to dress the turd in a tuxedo, but it was still a turd, as the saying goes. As I look back on it, though, he simply did what he learned from his predecessor, just as I did. Now, I knew that couldn't last because... Although I was making more money being the manager, I had to prove myself. It was my job to make us more profitable. I could do that through lowering expenses and or increasing sales. So I lowered the expenses the best I could. And in retail, that's a little harder to do because uh, employee costs are one of your biggest expenses. And to lower those is tricky because you have time periods where you need a lot of people and times when you don't need half of the people. And if you're low on people during the busy times, you piss off a lot of people because they're not getting helped. And in the home center business, people always need their hand held because so much of it is a, I need help with this kind of business. It's not like a dollar store where you can go buy pencils, paper, soda pop, and potato chips, and you know what to do with it. In the home center business, people need to build and repair things. And they often do not know what they need or how to use it and install it. After all, do you know if you need 14-2 wire or 12-2 wire when you run a switch for a new light fixture? Get my point? So besides clearing out unnecessary expenses, the obvious answer was to increase sales. Duh. So besides the typical advertising I was doing, I was trying to get creative. There were times I blew it, no doubt. Once... I found, let me tell you, this is this is so funny. It wasn't at the time, but it is now. Once, I found a killer deal on lawn chairs. 
I thought I'd use those as a premium to get people in, but I did it in a unique way. I offered them for free. No purchase necessary. I thought that'll get them into the doors. And guess what? It did. But that's pretty much all it did. It's got them into the doors. They didn't come in and buy anything else. In fact, we ran out of those lawn chairs in like a couple hours. As other people came in to get theirs, there weren't any left. And they were pissed. They thought we were running a shady deal despite the offer clearly saying, quantities limited, hurry and get yours before they're gone. Seems funny now, like I said, but it was stressful at the time. My assistant manager was doubly pissed at me because he had to deal with most of the backlash. I kind of thought he might want to quit after that. He actually wasn't going to, but that's how mad he was. One of the thoughts I had, too, was that even if they don't buy anything, they can just come in for the free lawn chair, and then they will experience our helpfulness and remember that for the next time, they need what we offer. That was one of the bullshit ideas I learned from the manager before me. And it turns out that is an idiotic philosophy. It's stupid. First, pissing off a bunch of customers by not having the, the giveaway item, even though you warned them they may not get one, is not a good way to show them you can take care of them. Second, showing them you can take care of them is something done over time, not once or twice. But even then, that's not often enough to keep them buying from you instead of competitors. Fortunately, we were excellent at customer service and our mishap is forgiven, although none forgotten. So I kept pursuing ways to bring in more business. And occasionally, I tried gimmicks that required no advertising investment, or at least very little. In other words, gimmicks that didn't take any money. So at the end of the month, even though I was fairly new at the managing thing, I always ran sales reports to see how we did with the promotions. I knew enough to do that. And something jumped out at me like a rattlesnake in the desert. We were making more money and getting more customers with some of the low cost and no cost campaigns I was doing. Now that really surprised me. So it occurred to me to do more of those. And plus, if they worked, it'd save advertising dollars and we'd make even more money. A double win. But unfortunately, our town's biggest employer closed their doors after being there 30 years. They were a bus manufacturer called Neoplan. They were injecting about $2 million into our local economy every month. And when they closed, it was like the goose stopped laying the golden eggs. You see, our town is only about 8,500 population, and when you're missing $2 million in the economy per month, that's traumatizing to a lot of businesses and a lot of people. Some businesses close almost immediately from the impact. Some were hanging on by their fingernails. Others were adjusting. We were hit hard, too. After all, Neoplan let go a couple hundred people who were making nice incomes and living under a nice little town, and suddenly... They didn't have money to spend. Our sales dropped a lot. We didn't have the money we needed to advertise. And I hadn't yet really figured out lots of ways 
to increase business without spending money. So we weren't exactly immune to the financial tsunami. So I had to get even more creative and learn more. So I went to lots of marketing seminars, I bought courses, I read books, lots of books. And I thought I had found the holy grail when I found the guerrilla marketing books, but honestly, they didn't help me much. They conveyed common sense stuff like, make sure you have business cards to hand out. Well, that kind of advice, to me, is common sense for Pete's sake. And it's not an answer to motivate people to buy from you often. That's what I was looking for. So it forced me to go into research mode to find people who were doing what I was trying to do. Get creative and not spend hand dollars if possible. So over time I found these people. I learned, stole, and implemented every idea that made sense. Very quickly, our average sale rose 23% when other businesses in town were still hanging on or closing, mind you. And that was with just one tactic. Now, in fact, the effect of this tactic was immediate, and it's we've never stopped using it because customers loved it. What's more, it was structured such that the customers wanted to buy merchandise that was not on sale. Think about that. Why is that? Because they would get certain rewards for their purchases. Buying themselves sale merchandise got them no rewards other than saving them a little money. But then that gave them double the reasons to buy from us. That's when I discovered the importance, listen to this very carefully, that's when I discovered the importance of putting your marketing dollars into the customer instead of the advertising medium. In other words, rather than spending a thousand bucks for a newspaper ad, why not spend a quarter of that or less and let the customer have free gifts that motivate purchasing from us? It was a revelation. I began looking for other ways I knew I hadn't thought of that would be just as powerful. And therein lies the essence of underground marketing, my friends. I was getting fellow business owners approaching me and asking, how did you do this? These are people that were barely hanging on, but we were prospering. It felt great to have their respect, but I discovered it wasn't really their respect I wanted most. It was my own self-respect. Remember, I was bullied a lot as a kid, and it robbed me of my confidence in myself. But I got it back in freaking spades. There are business owners out there who have created or learned unusual but powerful ways to increase their sales and profits. And because I went looking, I found lots of them. I keep finding them, and I'm often astounded at what I find. And I've created an arsenal of tactics that can pull out and use any time the probability of it working is very, very high because of the psychology involved. Now, if your business sucks and you suck at customer service, nothing can help you. But if you want to grow your business using underground tactics is where it's at because there are so many options to advertise or to actually market. There's just so many options to advertise now. None of it works like it used to. None of it. Newspapers have lost their effectiveness or become too expensive or both. Phone book advertising is all but moot. 
When's the last time you used the phone book to do anything? Besides, as a weight to hold your door open. Radio and TV is expensive. And the listener or the viewer has to be paying attention when your ad comes out. Or it is as if the ad never existed. The ad reps will tell you, yeah, but you need to keep advertising over and over to get more people to see it. That's the secret. But guess who makes the most money from that tactic? Right. The radio and TV people. So, I say to you, get creative. Invest in the customer satisfaction, not the media's. Start insisting on not spending money to bring in business, or at least very little. You will be shocked what you're able to do. Otherwise, keep paying attention to what I'm saying, and you'll learn various ways to bring home the bacon for little to no money. Stop advertising and get busy marketing or get busy dying.